0: very excited to have you here
1: I'm excited to be here thanks for giving me a shout
0: I'm really excited to hear your story I know you have a lot to offer
1: yeah well it's it's nice to finally meet you because I've been following you on Instagram for a while now
0: I know. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I'm like, now I get to, I get to know what everybody's about. Get to be all up in your business.
1: (laughs) You're right. (laughs) You get to know the real, the realness.
0: (laughs) Yes. So we run a very loose program here. So there is no, this isn't a interrogation or necessarily even an interview. We just like to call it a conversation. So You're allowed to go in another direction. You're allowed to bring something up that you randomly think about. You are, this is loose, just, just it's creative speaking. So however you feel deemed necessary, I will ask you questions. And I have plenty of things to talk to you about. And I know that once you start talking about things, I will have even more things to talk about. (laughs) Um, And I have a way of like side swiping you. So if you say something, I'm gonna be like, whoa, 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 I need to know more about this. So I may do that. So forewarning, (laughs) be prepared. Sounds good. Um, But anyway, I want you to kind of start us on your journey as to how, and you can decide where you want to start with this. I, I know sometimes it's annoying answering like, when did you start fishing? But it is part of your journey and it is part of who you are. So you can kind of guide us on where you want to start. But mainly I would like to get into how you decided to ch- be a charter captain, you know, I, I, wherever that story starts. But yeah, tell us, tell us how you got here.
1: So I grew up fishing with my dad. So like when I was five or six, I was fishing with my pop. I was a tomboy, super tomboy. I mean, probably still a tomboy. Um, But so I have an older brother and an older sister and they both fish, but they don't like love to fish like I do and my dad. And so when I came along I was kind of like the son my dad never had (laughs) because my brother likes cars and I like fishing so yeah I grew up fishing with my dad like that was our thing on the weekends on the weeknights like whenever we could we'd go fishing and um you know growing up he had like a 17 foot cape horn and he's a I call him a bottom dweller all he wants to do is bottom fish I can't pay the man to come red fishing with me But I grew up fishing in the Gulf out here in Destin, Florida. Um, So, you know, high school comes along and I forgot about fishing. And then after high school, I moved to Orlando and I brought a John boat down there. I still liked fishing. I just didn't do it often. And I fished Mosquito Lagoon. And that was like, I did a little bit of inshore fishing growing up, but I mainly bottom fished. And so when I went fishing in Mosquito Lagoon, that was, like, the first, like, sight fishing I had ever done, and, like, you know, seeing tailing redfish and stuff, and I was, like, oh, what have I been doing? Like, (laughs) this is awesome, and so it just kind of opened up a whole new love for fishing, and then I started fishing. My buddy, like, decked out my, uh, John boat. He, like, put a, a casting platform in the front, and he got me a pole, and so we would pull that thing around, and, I didn't know what I was doing, but every once in a while I get lucky and catch a redfish. Yeah. And then, um, basically I didn't go to college. And so I was just kind of, I tell everybody I was pretending to go to college down in Orlando. So I, I did all the UCF tailgating and, um, all that good jazz. But, uh, I was 23 and I was bartending at this really shady club at the time. And, um, there was this like realistic like this moment that I can tune back to and be like that was the moment cuz it was a night I was bartending and there was gunshots out in the parking lot and they like locked the doors down yeah and they told all the bartenders like go to the back go to the back so we all go to the back and then that was that was like okay that was kind of bad but the really bad part was the owner goes and grabs a shotgun and he runs out and he goes outside of the building. And I was like, I had this moment, like, I think you need to reevaluate what you're doing with your life. Oh <laughs> and God. so that was literally like the moment when I was like, Okay, I think I want to fish for a living. Getting, getting <laughs> so shot up. I'll, I'll never forget that. I didn't I did not see that coming. <laughs> it, it, just shots in the parking lot. It wasn't... I didn't get shot, but it was just, you know, it was, it was a sketchy club that I was working at, and it was just that moment of, like, okay, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? <laughs> and, that, and that was... I was 23, and that was, like, the moment where I was, like, okay, I think I want to fish for a living. How do we do that?
0: How do we do that? <laughs> and how did you do that? <laughs> what moves did you make after that?
1: So, um, I had actually random friend of a friend that i met did summers in alaska at this fishing resort up there in ketchikan mm-hmm. and um he was like yeah we hire people every summer if you want i can get you a job up there and i was like heck yeah like perfect like it was that opportunity that just came it's, it's kind of like you know and i'm a big believer in like you know r- making goals and visualizing and like putting out there what you want to receive and so that was kind of like it just happened right after I decided that's what I wanted to do. And um, it wasn't fishing, but it was at a fishing resort. And so I went up there. I was supposed to stay the whole summer. I didn't last the whole summer. I only lasted six weeks. The pay was awful. But I did a lot of fishing while I was there. And the fishing was great. And then while I was up there, I got an offer to go to the Bahamas and work on Navy boats down there. And I was like, yeah, once I got my first paycheck, I was like, the Bahamas sounds a little better than this. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So basically I was out. Six weeks was good in Alaska for me.
0: <laughs> I like that you went from like one spectrum to the other. Like it wasn't like minor changes. Like you just did this in total drastic change. One side of the country to the other. Not that Bahamas is our country, but whatever. It's close enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, um, I mean, I was in my early 20s, I didn't have anything holding me down. So and I, I had decided what I wanted to do. And they both, both of them aligned with my future goals. But except for in the Bahamas, I would was actually going to be working on boats. And I was actually going to be getting sea time and experience. Um, and it was the Bahamas. So it was a no brainer for me. <laughs> yes, That's
0: awesome. So what happened after that experience in the Bahamas? Did you, yeah, what happened after that?
1: So, um, yeah, so I moved to Andros, and it was it's on a Navy base called Autech. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a really tiny little Navy base in Andros, and they do deep water testing um, with the Navy. So I worked on uh, torpedo retrieval boats out there, and um, – Like on my interview, the guy's like, "Why do you you're just a little girl from Florida? Why do you want to work on these boats?" (laughs) And I told him, I was like, "I want to, I want to run a fishing charter. Like, I'm just here for experience and to get my captain's license, hopefully, and have a good time." And he like ate that up. He was like, "Oh, I love it. All right, let's go. You're hired." And so I worked there for, I lived there for a little over two years, and I started obviously as a deckhand, then worked my way up to second mate. And I got my 110 license there, and then like three months after I got my, they sent me to school to get my license. I was like, "All right, I'm good, I'm out." <laughs> now moving there, another thing I really wanted to do was backpack, go backpacking. That was like a high school dream of mine. And so, in the and working on that navy base, there was no bills, and all you did was make money and save. So I was like, "This is the perfect opportunity." Like I'm going to just save up money and I'm going to go backpack for a few months. And so, um, after there, I got my captain's license and I went and backpacked Southeast Asia for th- three months. And then I was like, my husband ended up quitting. Cause he lived there. He moved there a year after I moved there, he moved into the Bahamas with me and then I went backpacking and he stayed there cause he knew that was like my thing and um he met me backpacking he met me in Cambodia and Thailand for a couple of weeks and then we moved to Guam it's a lot it's a lot of jumping around <laughs> I, love,
2: I <laughs> so love- he
1: was tired of the Bahamas <laughs> and then I was like my sister lived in Guam so before I went backpacking I spent a month in Guam with her and my niece and nephew and um I was like yo Guam is sweet like we should move out here. It's a cool little transition place. It's not, it's like more developed than Andros was, but it's still an Island in the middle of the ocean. It's not quite the States. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: so yeah. So then we lived there only for six months. And then after that, we came back home. And Destin is home for both of us. So both of our parents live here and he's a basketball guy. So in the Bahamas, there was no basketball. There was tons of fishing. I could still live there but it wasn't quite there if we wanted to make it work we had to you know (laughs) come to a middle ground so home had fishing and basketball and our family so then we ended up moving back here and I started the fishing charter.
0: Wow did you just like wow and and over how long from from when you left Andros to back to Destin how long was that like a couple years or a year?
1: Um, it was let's see, I left Andros in February, and I came back home in January. So it was about just under a year. Yeah.
0: That's incredible. What a hell of a year that must have been. Wow. And you (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And you obviously it was an eventful
1: year. That's for sure.
0: And you obviously fished at these, a lot of these, I mean, most of these places you, right? You can fish in pretty much everywhere you went, right? I think if I understand correctly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, Everywhere there was fish where I went, I was trying to catch them. I figured as much. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I didn't, I didn't feel that it was like in your soul to be like, well, let me find the most remote non-fishable area and visit.
1: (laughs) Right. No, not. Not I.
0: Not I. (laughs) Did you have any like remarkable fishing experiences while you did this? I would like to think you did, right?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously in Andros, bone fishing, that's where I got into bone fishing and fly fishing. And that's still like, I run fishing charters. I do inshore and nearshore. It's all conventional tackle. So, I don't do fly fishing trips. And I'm like, not a professional fly fisherman by any means but it's like my one thing that i love to do and that i'm still working at so when i'm not on charters like people are like don't you get tired of fishing i'm like no like i go fly fishing and it's like a whole new game for me you know and so that's kind of like my little outlet to like still really enjoying like we went i took my husband today i was like oh the water's clear let's go let's go throw the fly rod um But Thailand, and this is kind of crazy, like, looking back, you know, when we were doing it, we were just like, heck, yeah, like, let's go fishing. He booked um, a charter when he came down, and we were staying in Bangkok, and we rode about an hour and a half. I have no idea where we went, but we rode with this guy, like, an hour and a half, and honestly, like I say, looking back, it was this big pond, and it was stocked with all kinds of crazy fish from the Amazon. Really? Like, <laughs> you know, we're yeah, we're yeah. just like, heck yeah, let's go catch some big catfish. <laughs> there's arapaima in this thing. What? There was redtail catfish. I swear, arapaima. Siamese <laughs> carp. Yes, literally. And I was like, you know, I'm excited. Like, you know, you look on the website, and I'm like, there's arapaima. Like. What? Let's do it. And then we get there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this pond. Like, of course they're going to bite our chicken thighs. Like, look (laughs) at the size of this pond. Yeah. (laughs) So looking back, it was kind of, like, cheating. But my husband caught, like, they said it was a 100-pound air prima, and it was probably maybe, like, 70 or 80 pounds. But it was giant. Still and we bad. yeah, we had an epic day. We, I caught like a hundred pound Mekong catfish, which is native to Thailand. It's the only <laughs> native fish we caught. And say. it did fight the hardest, which I wonder why. Um <laughs> but yeah, we caught all kinds of stuff. A Siamese cat uh, carp, like just epic, like epic fishing trip um to be in Thailand. So that was that was probably the highlight wow. of the fishing and all the travels for sure.
0: That's pretty incredible. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Aeropima, I did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, catfish, I yeah, feel you like, wouldn't. okay, I get that. But yeah, I didn't. Is that, I have so many questions. I'm just going to save them in the back of my brain because it, I'm just going to, all I want to be like is just like, how did they get them there? And what do they do? And what are they eating? And what does this place look like? <laughs> and it's just for another day.
1: Yeah, well, uh <laughs> No, I, well, just short, just short answer is the aquarium trade is how oh. most of those fish got there. Got it, got it. That's and f- and they just, yeah, they're in all these little lakes and ponds, and then, you know, somebody who wanted to make money saw an opportunity to, hey, these Americans come over or whoever comes over, and <laughs> we can have really- them catch these giant fish. Right.
0: No? i you know what? I. I'm like hoping one day, I feel bad saying this, but like there's a part of me that's really hoping one day that someone does some hood rat stuff and they bring rooster fish to Florida.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll be right on the boat with you trying
0: to catch some rooster fish. <laughs> Our, could you imagine? Oh my Lord, I would lose my mind. We, that would be the greatest place on earth that's all we well we could use some gts and roosterfish but other than that we'll be or maybe some arapaima
1: (laughs) (laughs) or maybe some arapaima hey they eat flies too just saying (laughs) oh my gosh
0: that would be crazy that'd be wild anyway just putting that out there for anyone who wants to do some illegal trading of fish we'll trade you two snooks for one (laughs) (laughs) roosterfish
2: I feel like, for legal reasons, I'm gonna say we were just kidding and we are not actually ad- advocating for this. We're not. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs>
0: we are not. Wink, wink. Okay. But back, if it happens, back on happens. track. <laughs> um, how did Guam treat you with fishing?
1: Um. So Guam was a little disappointing fishing-wise for me, I went there in hopes of working on a fishing boat. And then, of course, you know, didn't quite think it all the way through. It's a tiny little island. There's five fishing charters on the entire island, and they've got their local boys. So I ended up working on a dolphin cruise, which was not my favorite thing to do. But um, the fishing was not great um, because there's no regulations. Ah. And this is my... And this is my talk with especially clients or locals who really complain about, oh, they're always, this season's always closed, and why do they have to be this size limit? And I'm like, if you could go to an area that should be absolute phenomenal fishing, and there's no fish, because there's no regulations, then you would appreciate why we have size limits and bag limits and seasons, because... That's how I felt in Guam, like, and don't get me wrong, the locals ate everything, like, there's an issue with people wasting fish, and that drives me crazy, but the locals ate them, like, they were, they were killing everything they caught, but they were getting eaten, um, so, you know, but, I'm just like, oh, there would be so much more to eat if there was some type of stipulation, so the fishing was not great, but I mean, I caught my first blue marlin there, we ate it, (laughs) I mean, you know, it was, it was kind of like,
0: that's okay. Hey, there's culture in areas and they do stuff like that. And I'm totally okay with that. I mean, it is what it is, you know? That's right. I
1: I would, I would have went off the boat if I tried to release that Marlin for sure. (laughs) Catherine would have. Been done with me, yeah, he would have, uh, and I love that guy to death. And we that, I mean, the, mar- the Marlin tastes good. I just pictured my first Marlin like having the cool bill release, but you it's, know, it is what it is
0: <laughs> exactly. I know, I it's always such a bummer. Some it's like catch 22 when like you have this image of how this specific species is going to go when you first encounter it, and it's like this magical thing, and then you're like, oh. Well, that didn't go as planned. <laughs> Oops. Yeah.
2: Yep.
1: Yep. We yep. have been there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, that's cool. Okay. But they do have GTs there. They have Trivallis there. They've got Bluefin. Um, I think Big Eye they call them. And Giant Trivallis. I never caught them. I tried. I casted this massive popper thousands of times. Felt like. And uh wasn't, wasn't my trip, so that's still on the bucket list.
0: Yeah, that's on the bucket list for me as well. I feel the same way. I always have this – do you remember, speaking of GTs, do you remember this? I, I can't remember who the girl is, but she was fly fishing for a GT, and she is running at the GT on this flat, fly fishing, and she, like, sets the hook. And – she does some, she just does like this crazy thing. I just, I'll have to look the video up if you haven't seen it, but it's like the most incredible GT like experience I've ever witnessed on the internet. It was very interesting. It was very cool. It was badass.
1: No, I oh, I'll have to find this for you. Yeah.
0: I figured you might've seen it. I feel like it went, maybe it didn't. Well, you're, we, we have learned that you are computer tech, Illiterate, So I, I understand <laughs> that you probably
1: missed this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I may have missed a viral video. Yeah, for you sure. may
0: have. <laughs> and that's okay. You have a lot more, like, um... Skills in other areas, and they do not need to deal with the computer. <laughs> it's
1: okay. Um, I know. I beef with the fact that I have to have Instagram and Facebook, but I mean, I'm just as addicted as everybody else is now. But I know. every once in a while, I'm like, man, can I just turn this thing off?
2: You <laughs> have of, a business.
1: Sort of. You're know. supposed to
2: post.
0: Uh, I feel the same. I, feel I like mean, it. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Instagram,
2: right? <laughs> eventually we would have found you we would have found you, <laughs> we, would have found you. <laughs> we would have got a phone book yeah. and just like randomly pointed yeah. at you <laughs> yeah
0: yes we would yeah have. <laughs> um I want to talk a little well there's a few things I want to talk about but before I get into I before I get into no we'll go there first actually we'll start there I want to talk about the how long have you how long have you been had your charter business
1: four years so this was next year will be my fifth season i just wrapped up season four
0: congratulations that is so exciting so exciting what were some of like your fears
1: thank you thank you (laughs)
0: you're welcome um what were some of your fears when you decided to take this like it seems like you really probably didn't have any fears but how were were there any fears of yours like when you started to do this like did you already have a boat in Florida did you have to figure out what boat you wanted like what was that like
1: yeah um absolutely there was fears I feel like if there are no fears you're not reaching high enough right (laughs) um I think that the biggest fear was can I catch fish like can I can I put other people on fish? Because that is a completely different thing than catching fish. Like, Those are two completely different things. One, um, no. So like I said, so I moved back home from Guam and um, didn't have a boat. My dad had a boat. And I somehow convinced him to let me use his boat to charter out of it. So I fixed everything up. I got it real clean, changed all the upholstery. Like, that boat was awful. It was a 19-foot polar center console with a bimini top. It was god-awful for guiding. But, you know, I made it look clean. And an old an old salt told me, hey, you know, you don't have to have a brand new boat. As long as it's clean, you can guide out of it. And as long as you can do your job. And I was like, okay, all right. You know, and that gave me a little bit of confidence. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, well, let's clean this thing up. So I guided out of that for my first year and um and then I got my own and I just have a twenty one foot Nautic Star Bay boat right now and I'm planning on getting an offshore boat this winter but um yeah and so then I, I just guided out of that for a year, saved up some money and then bought my own. That's
0: incredible. That is such a huge accomplishment. Were you stoked?
1: Yeah, it's like it was a dream come true, you know. I mean that was like this was a goal I had set before I moved to Alaska. So it was, you know, like three, four years of like, yeah, I want to have a charter. And then, and then moving here, it was kind of like, okay, okay, so we're going to do this. And so I didn't get a job. You know, I just forced, I just forced my hand. Like I had a couple of thousand bucks left after my whole backpacking escapade and Guam (laughs) escapade. And I was like, all right, well, let's, let's make this work. And honestly, um, a few years before I moved back home, I was going fishing with my dad on like Christmas break. I was here for Christmas break or something. And there was this guy at the boat ramp putting his boat in. He had like 22 foot Skeeter. And I was like, Oh man, it's a nice boat, bro. And he was like, Oh, thanks. <laughs> and he was like, I'm doing a, a fundraiser for the boys and girls club here. Here's my card. And it ended up being, um, I don't know if you've heard of him, Lionel James. He runs uh lion's tail adventures out here in Destin. And that little meeting ended up being like, he's one of my husband and I's best friends now, but he has like, he's been my mentor in the charter industry. And it was like, just from, so compliment boats. If you see a boat you like, tell him you like it because he, he gave me my first charter and he gave me like the, you know, I was so my, i'll never forget my first chart i was so nervous and i you know we were both running trips so i got to see him in the morning i was like dude i'm so nervous like he's like chill like you're you're just going fishing you're taking your friends fishing that's all you're doing like you know where you've caught fish just don't overthink it just take them fishing and that like that little boost of confidence was like okay you're right And we had an epic day. And then, you know, here we are four years later, and he's done so much for my company and just helping me, you know, along the road. And he didn't have to do that because he was just, like, a stranger. But I did donate to his cause whenever he (laughs) asked me to. So maybe it was that $50 that went...
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> a well, long
1: way, but yeah.
0: it does It do- that goes a long way. It's like a give and take, right? He gave you a little, you gave him a little. And it was like this mutual like, OK, I see you. I see you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and he's yeah, he's been awesome. We still we still work together. We're pretty much like partners. He's got his own company, I've got mine, but we share information. We share clients. We do the whole thing together. So it's pretty cool.
0: What a special thing to have happened to you. Like what a just the universe, you know, just brought him to you at the same time, right place at the right time.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, goes back to like what I was saying about like, you know, having a picture of what you want and just putting it out there and really being like, this is what I'm getting. And it's just like, once you do that, I feel like, and you really believe it, like, you know, stuff just comes to you. And then it may be slower than you expected it to, but it's going to come.
0: Yes. I'm a firm believer in that method as well. And I know Mariah and I both practice this. (laughs) I like that. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So what I, I could not even imagine my first day actually I have had a first day where I've guided. I I did like kayak guiding in my off season when I wasn't tournament fishing. So and it's not the same. It's not. It's just not the same. So I don't like to compare it, but it is still the pressure of trying to get. No, similar. it
2: absolutely is the same.
1: Well, I mean, you're in a kayak. That's even harder. They've got their own kayak, and you've got to get them to do the right things on a whole different boat or vessel like that's yeah that's don't discredit yourself that's still guiding
0: <laughs> yeah I just felt like it was a little different but maybe that was just me mentally processing it because I was not on a boat with them so I was also like you under you're choosing to be in a kayak and go somewhere and I have to talk you through this but you have to do a lot of this I can't tie everything for you so it's a little different like there's already this already understanding of like you have to know how to do a lot of this as it is. I can't – it's just not physically possible for me to do everything for you. <laughs> but I understand that that's pretty scary. It's a pretty scary feeling that first day of like, holy crap, we're doing this. I'm here. Like, we're doing this today. I hope we don't yeah.
2: die. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. these fish better bite. Right?
0: I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
2: All I can think of is, um, do you ever watch like The Office? Ever? Probably not.
0: No, she does. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> Dang it! She's she's killing us here. With this.
2: She killing loves, me, small. She
0: lives Sorry. under a rock. Look, under I'm,
2: rock. <laughs> I'm sports, sports, and fishing. Sports and fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to like, I like to use like this GIF of it's happening and. Mm. yeah she probably doesn't
0: know what a gif is don't nope GIF nope
2: is. nope
1: <laughs> no I know I know what that is
2: oh, but I'm,
0: I'm no.
1: sure I called it a gif for a long time so I call them gifs too
2: actually <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know what they're GIFs, gifs. I don't know I don't, I don't know what actually one or the other
1: right? I, I don't know what they right
2: are. I think I, I'm like 50-50 <laughs> yeah like, yeah
0: exactly Could be Jeff. Who knows?
2: (laughs) Jeff. Could be. Um, Anywho.
0: Well, huge accomplishments. I'm. It's incredible how far you've come. I'm sure you feel the same way. But you also, not only do you, you and you like this is your your shit. And I I wanted to say this. And I think it's so cool that you got back and made the decision to just do this. Like, I'm doing this. I'm not going to get another job. I'm committed to this goal. And that is something I think a lot of people don't do. And I know that they might be encouraged to do it. And it is very scary, so I understand. But that, I think, is can separate you from achieving something and sometimes maybe never doing something.
1: Yeah, I mean... When you don't give yourself a plan B, you kind of are forced to make it work, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big planner, so I was in my, you know, mid twenties at that point, and I had nothing to lose. I was like, I mean, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna go flat broke. It's not gonna work, and then I'm gonna get a job. So it's like, let's just. Let's give it a go. Let's go to the bank. Let's zero out the bank account. And if it doesn't work, then I'll I'll reassess. I
0: feel you. I feel you. I love that. I really do love that. Makes you happy to hear that. And your husband has been here through all of this, it sounds like, right?
1: The whole shebang, yeah. um, And we actually, a short, short story, we actually met in second grade and. dated in high school. And then after high school, he went and played college basketball and we separated. We were separate for seven years, but you know, we hit, we still lived at home. I mean, her parents still lived in the same place. So Christmas break, we'd always see each other. And then when he graduated college, we were friends and he's kind of like, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was like, Oh, well, I'm down here in the Bahamas. You know, I can get you a job. I, I can get you a job, but it's not going to be on my boat. And, um, sure enough, he ended up coming down and what did they do? They put him on my boat and then I was the second mate and he was the deckhand, which is like not a good combination, but it ended up working out great. And now we've been married for three years. So it's like a, it's kind of like a little fairy tale story. Like the universe brought us together in second grade.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't handle it. That's, I love this story. <laughs> I love it. My second grade guess, you guys
2: he's seen he's the glow up <laughs>
1: yeah he said he knew it in second grade i wasn't convinced quite yet but oh that's
0: <laughs> well, so sweet i love this and this is some. this is like i'm gonna bring this up now because we're kind of on the subject but this is something that like i want so badly to have I've been wanting so badly to talk to you about this, but you guys now have a baby.
1: Yes, little girl. She's eight months old now. She just turned eight months this weekend, and um, she is, like, the best baby. Like, don't believe what everybody tells you. Babies are awesome and sweet, and she lets me sleep, and she's the best.
0: She's the best, y'all. I... (laughs) Can't I, And she likes fishing. Of course she does. I mean, I already knew that. Was, yeah, I mean, she's, <laughs> she sits us in her DNA. <laughs> That's right. I can't physically handle seeing photos of you. I have like this weird obsession with like, I'm like a, like, a freak. I'm just like going to let it out of the bag here. Like with girls who do taxidermy, I'm like always just telling everyone. I'm like, I have this weird obsession with women who do taxidermy. Like I've always seemed to find them. On social media. They have like one follower and I'm the one that finds them. (laughs) That's you. Yeah, it's me. But then also seeing like I'm like obsessed with women or even men, just people in general who have children who are committed to taking them just on all their adventures. So when I saw you with your little pregnant belly with your fly rod in the Bahamas fishing, I was like, Oh my god, she's single because I'm interested. <clears throat> <laughs> She's so cute. Yeah, so cute.
1: She she was coming, and um I actually guided up until I was six months pregnant. And so once my once my belly started hitting the steering wheel, I was like, "All right, I think it's I think it's time to wrap it up for the winter." But um that's a that's a thing with we talked about before we had her was you know, everybody tells you all these things about having kids, like, oh, your life's gonna stop, you're not gonna be able to travel anymore. And we kind of like had to talk, like, look, we're not gonna stop our life. Obviously, things are going to change, like, we're not gonna be able to do certain things. But like, we're gonna, she's gonna travel with us, she's gonna be out with us, you know, we're not gonna put our life on hold. And ever since I think she was three weeks and I started a new company with these girls this year doing eco tours and stuff. And so like she was born February 24th and you know, our season in Destin gets started in March. So we had just bought a boat and I'm the like boat girl in the company. And so she was like three weeks and we needed to change the battery on the boat. And I was like, well, bring her down to the dock. Like, what are we going to do? We got to do this. And then there ended up being people there. And we had ended up staying for lunch. And we were like, oh, like, she's fine. And so ever since then, like, she's just come with us everywhere we've gone. And we're going back to the Bahamas in December. And she'll be eight months. And, like, people are like, you're bringing her. I'm like, heck, yeah, she's coming. Like, what do you mean? This is going to be her island, too. <laughs>
0: Island too. And then you're taking her to that's the Bahamas right. for when you start your, cause you're, you're also, I want to say the right word. You're like hosting, what do they call it? Like you're doing trips in the Bahamas, but you're. Yeah. It's a hosted, it, hosted
1: trip, trip. Right. Okay. That's what I about. mean, which is, um, basically just a way for me to find a way to get to the Bahamas and go bone fishing once a year and make it kind of work, you know? I'm like, I absolutely adore Andros and my husband does too. Like we got married there and like, eventually we'll have a house there. And um, and then like, you know, I've seen all the hosted trips and they look awesome. I'm not in the tax bracket yet to just afford them at will. um, But Andros is actually semi-affordable compared to the rest of them. And I kind of looked at it like, that's my place. Like I know that island. I'm gonna you know, I can actually show people the island. The bone fishing is epic, which is, you know, fishing wise, let's go to Andros. But outside of that, like it's Andros is like going back in time for me. Like there's spotty Wi Fi at best. There is no Wi Fi. Like you you got Wi Fi at the house and it's spotty. Like the power can just there's powder outages outages all the time. It's like, if you're going to go to the restaurant, you got to call up the owner and tell them, hey, we want three snappers, two conks, and a lobster. And they're like, all right, tomorrow? Okay, yeah, we should have it by then. <laughs> and so it's like, it's just the experience of Andros is like what I kind of like. I'm passionate about showing people that. That's why we got married there because we forced all of our friends and family to come so we could show them the island, you know? Um, and so I kind of look at the hosted trips and like people have a lot to offer. They're like, you know, do like professional fly fishing and I can teach you how to cast a hundred feet. I can't do that, but I can show you a damn good time on this Island. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I've gone with that.
0: That's a really incredible, I know you are so passionate about, Bone fishing and andros like your entire soul inside of you is beaming the second you start speaking about it
1: i love yeah. it so much i mean i would have never left i would <laughs> like i said like we and my husband too and he's never caught a bonefish can y'all believe that what? he lived there for two years and never caught a bonefish he wasn't into it that's okay he wasn't into it then but now he's into it
0: well now you have to share before you didn't have to share
1: exactly. <laughs> not have to share. You're like, honey. You know how odd it is to get. You're like, kicked enough. off the bow.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> He's like, uh, it's my turn. I'm like, what do you mean it's your turn? I thought you were taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> no, now I have to share the bow. So.
0: <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah, that would I would be like, it's bittersweet. I'd be like, oh, I'm excited for you, but I'm also like really annoyed now that you like this. Are you sure you want to like this? It's not that fun. I'm
2: glad I'm not the only one that thought that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, You'd be like, basketball is your thing. Stick to what you're good at. stick to what you're good at.
1: (laughs) Well, and then the worst part about it is that he's, like, just picks up on everything so abnormally fast that the moment he decided he liked fly fishing, like, three weeks of casting practice and he's like, oh, yeah, 60 feet, no problem. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, <laughs> I've been casting a fly rod for years and I cannot cast it that far. <laughs> just- but now I do have somebody to practice with and, and my casting has gotten better since he's been into it so I guess we'll just have to find the positive and everything yeah
0: you just kind of have to deal with it right you're just like well I married you for a reason <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: your talents that's right
0: <laughs> exactly hopefully
1: our babies get his athletic genes and not uh, mine
0: yeah she's, she's already so perfect you guys are seem very incredible I can only imagine she's going to have this adventurous soul with all these skills it's going to be a very dangerous little package
1: yeah I I think so
0: (laughs) (laughs) what were I want to talk to you a little bit more about how it was being pregnant and guiding and just navigating this whole thing I'm always so fascinated by it because you know as a woman specifically I feel like all I've ever heard is and I I don't believe this it just when I get an opportunity to talk to somebody it really excites me because I feel like there's other people that probably want to hear it too but All I ever heard was like, "Your life is over. You'll never go fishing again." It just really butters my biscuits. Some people say that. I'm like, "Don't put that on me. (laughs) Don't put that on me." (laughs) So I want to. That's right. That's right. Anyway, so I just want to hear some of the things that, like, even if you maybe you didn't have any struggles, maybe you're like, "No, I I just was a little tired." But other than that, my belly started to hit the steering wheel, (laughs) and I just called it quits until she came.
1: Well, I had a fairly easy pregnancy, but, um, I'm, like I said before, I'm a big planner. Like I, I will plan out everything to the T. So she was very much planned around my busy season. Um, but I didn't think it all the way through because I was like, okay, if we get pregnant in April or May, we'll have her in the winter time and I'll have, you know, a few weeks off while it's not crazy busy and I'll be ready to get back you know, before summer, really busy time. But I didn't think it all the way through because the first trimester was when it was really busy. And um, (laughs) I don't know if you've ever been on a fishing charter where your captain gets seasick, but it's not reassuring. Oh, no. And so (laughs) I, I didn't have really bad morning sickness but um when I was out in the Gulf and it and it get and it'd be choppy um, I every once in a while I would start to get it and one time one, one the only time I threw up my entire pregnancy was on the way back in from a trip in the golf and I and we were riding in and I'm like oh I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it and I was like I'm not gonna make it and I had to slow the boat down and I had to I had these sweet three guys from I don't remember they were from Central or South America I don't remember which one but um, I was like I'm so sorry guys um, I promise you I'm not seasick I'm pregnant <laughs> <laughs> and I just threw up over the side and it was so I mean how embarrassing you know especially as a female captain you feel like you have to do everything right you know yeah twice as um, hard <laughs> and and they were. Yeah, and they but they were so sweet. Oh, don't worry, congratulations. As I'm vomiting over the side, um, but I had I did have like two other times where I felt nauseous out there, and so I just had to like I had to cut back. I was really tired in my first trimester, so I only I started only taking one trip a day, and I would come home at like noon, and I would crash for four hours, like four hour naps every day but I still made it through and I was still able to go and only threw up on one trip. Gosh, I'll never forget that. But, um, yeah, other than that, once I got, once that first trimester was over, I was fine. And my sister yelled at me when I told her I threw up on the boat. She's like, don't you know, you're supposed to be eating every two hours. You need to have this snack, this snack, this snack. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a problem. I wasn't ready. And so I got super intense about my snacks. So, like every two hours, even if we were fishing, I'd be like, I got to eat this cracker with butter real quick or whatever it was, you know? So I mean, and that worked and it didn't happen again. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely a challenge. It was not, I mean, there's things as females that being the worst, but I mean, even Pete like as a female charter captain, you have to be very uh, detailed with your water intake like, and that was, that was a struggle at the beginning to figure that out. But I've got it down to dialed all the way in now, but
0: can you tell us your secret? But yeah, I mean, there
1: are things that you have to figure out. <laughs> so for me, once I get to the dock where I'm picking my clients up, I have to use the restroom, no matter what the restroom mean like has to happen. And I have to sip on one bottle of water. I can't have more than one in a trip. If I have more than one. Yeah. So it's, and it's hard because you're out in the sun and you want to stay hydrated, but yeah. And I know there's guys who don't like peeing on the boat either, but I mean, gosh, it's just so much easier. Guys got to pee like, Hey guys. I know for me, I'm, I'm just not comfortable being like, I'm going to grab this bucket. (laughs)
0: yeah I get that it's interesting to hear you say that I like how I'm wondering I have so many things where I'm like how did she make it through her pregnancy like this like that's all women ever well that's a lot of what women say is that they're like they have to if you know the baby moves or positions itself on your bladder you have to like you have to go to the bathroom and I'm thinking holy moly she's like superwoman (laughs) like you you still did all these things (laughs) no
1: I didn't (laughs) I didn't have that problem while I was pregnant, I didn't, and not until I got like real, real big, then I think it, that started yeah, happening, taking place. But yeah. then,
0: you did yeah, have an I'm angel baby, she is perfect.
1: <laughs> and I'm telling you, she's got sea legs. When I take her on the boat, my sister's like, Dude, she's just standing up on the boat, and she can't walk yet, she can stand up. But I'm like, Yeah, you kidding me? Like, she's got more sea time than most adults, like, she's been on the boat. <laughs> And the entire time she was in the womb, I was on a boat, so. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You can literally be like, before you were born.
1: (laughs) That's true. That's right. That's true. I got that picture that you were talking about up on the wall, so when she gets older, she can see. (gasps) Oh,
0: I love that picture so much. It's my favorite. I feel like it should be, like, on the cover of, like, Motherhood magazine or something. (laughs) If that's a magazine, I don't even know. Yeah,
1: that that was... (laughs) That was, that was a good one. That was a good, that, that was a good, a good bonefish too.
0: Oh, well, yeah.
2: forgot about that part. <laughs> forgot about that part. The most important part. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. Oh. That was like
1: her first bonefish.
0: Technically. Oh my gosh. So this coming season, you're going to have her on the boat with you with a bonefish at some point. I'm right
1: At some point, for sure, yeah. My um, mother-in-law is coming down with us to watch her while we do the real intense fishing. But for sure, she'll be in a picture with a bonefish. She'll get to touch her first (laughs) bonefish.
0: How excited are you?
1: (laughs) I'm super excited. I'm super excited just, you know, about the island. I joke with my husband. I'm like, she's going to have a Bahamian accent because she's going to be there more than she's going to be in the States. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love
0: this so much. Are so you obviously you have so many big plans with being in the Bahamas. Are you going to at some point do like I guess if you can, you I mean you want to have a place there. Stuff like where you're there for a few months?
1: I definitely plan on having a house there and spending at least summers there or winters something there and uh but yeah, I'll I'll always go to shout out to Andrew's Island Bonefish Club there. Um, I've been fishing with Sean Leeden for years and, um, he's amazing. His dad pretty much pioneered fly fishing for bonefish down in the Bahamas way back when like to used to take lefty cray out all the time. And they're just like the knowledge these guys have. is just mind blowing, you know, and you call it, I call myself a fishing guide, but when I get on his bow and listen to him talk, like he knows what the fish are thinking. It's just, it's wild.
0: That is so special to experience someone who has things dialed in like that and has so much life experience with these fish and does, you can tell, you can physically like tell that they know exactly what that fish is thinking. And I, I just, that alone is like, it's, yes, it's fun to catch the fish, but you're like, holy, I'm watching this like Nat Geo brain wave length human to fish thing happened and it's really cool.
2: Yeah,
1: it's a, it's inspiring, especially as a guide, you're like I mean, that's the only fish he targets and that's the only place he targets them. So it's different than like what I do, but I'm like god, it's just admirable like I wish I knew that much about one single fish. Like it's yeah, it's it's awesome like you said, like just to listen and and see what he sees or like, you know, oh okay yeah and that's that's why he did that yeah cool.
0: yes and I like that you know it's it takes you to also pick up on that because I think sometimes there's plenty of people who may get that opportunity with someone and they have no idea what they're witnessing so it's really special when you know obviously you're a fisherman you're going to pick up on it but it's still special that you know you do
1: that's that's my running joke when they're like, "Well, why'd you move from the Bahamas?" I was like, "Because I couldn't get there unless I married a Bahamian, and my husband wasn't having that." So,
0: <laughs> my my husband's not for sharing.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't feeling that. No,
0: I feel him. It's good. He Can't let you go. Um,
1: now, so now we get we get to enjoy both both of it. Now go back and yeah, go back and let other people do the work and just fish.
0: Yeah. It's not a bad gig, not a bad gig. Um, If you get a little scratch, one or need a little like to itch your scratch, is that what how it works? Itch your scratch, is that how that works? Yep. Mm -hmm. I think
2: that's how works. scratch it. Scratch it. (laughs) Scratch your itch. I don't know. Oh,
1: scratch your itch. Itch your scratch. I don't know. I don't know. Scratch (laughs) it. Whatever. This is dumb,
0: but um, (laughs) I'm just gonna bail on that whole thing I was gonna say. I want. I do want to say, mention this that you also are a like you are also a writer. You do write for like fishing. Up. What am I saying? Reports, right for Florida Sportsman.
1: That's yeah. That's funny you say that because I just had a client book a trip and in the inquiry she was like, "Oh, I'm an outdoors writer, and I noticed you are too." And I was like, "I am not." My immediate thought was I'm not a writer because I'm not, I'm not a writer, but I do actually write the fishing reports, which I feel like does not make me a writer, (laughs) but I do write weekly fishing reports for Florida Sportsman's website. And then I do the monthly one for the Panhandle Action Spotter in the magazine as well.
0: Which is really awesome. I love that. That's, I I understand how you feel about that, not being a writer, but still you're, You're writing, (laughs) still contributing.
1: Yes, I have, I have written more this year than I have in the last 10 years, probably.
0: (laughs) That's incredible. I love writing. Do you enjoy it? Yeah, you must a little
1: bit. Um, it's, it's, I, you know what I enjoy? I enjoy doing the research more because like, as much as I think I know, you know, when you're writing something like for, for the floor sportsman, like, it's not getting erased. So I want to make sure I've got everything right, perfect, right. And so I'll do double, triple research on like things that I, that I notice and that I'm gonna write. And and it's just, it's cool. You know, I get to, I've learned so much more, even, you know, I'll go like this last one I did was on flounder. And so I learned all these things about the flounder that I didn't include in the article, because it had nothing to do with fishing for them but it was just really interesting to know you know so now i've got more conversation topics with my clients that that's the part i really like the writing is cool but i like the research part
0: yeah because then you can you're educating your your clients as well and it's like these fun little things that you picked up
1: yeah yeah for sure and then i and then i have an excuse to get knowledge from other captains too which
2: is always good
0: (laughs) Always sliding in there. You notice that she's always sliding yeah. in there.
2: Yeah, she's <laughs> like, so I'm a writer. That's when she says she's a writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, heard yeah. of
0: me, but yeah. pretty famous. <laughs> pretty <laughs> famous <outdoors.
2: laughs> so if you would kindly help me yeah. out with this research,
0: I need your waypoints. It would really help with this scenario I'm writing about.
2: <laughs> that would
1: never hurt. If anyone wants to donate waypoint coordinates, give them. I'll check them out. I'll send a diver down to let you know if it's live bottom, artificial. We'll do the whole shebang. Exactly. (laughs) Send them over. Exactly.
0: (laughs) My email is. (laughs) Oh. Oh, that's pretty amazing. What is, what has been like the one, well, one of maybe multiple things, but what is something that's been really special that you've, learn to maybe appreciate more or just really enjoy about guiding people?
1: Hmm. I think it's two things I would say, like for sure the, I get a lot of people who've never fished before or who very rarely fish. So like I had to kind of train myself that, um, Fish that I might not think are great catches, they are ecstatic about. And whenever the captain downplays it, it, you know, it doesn't, it, like, they're here for an experience. Fish fish are part of that. But, you know, like, if a kid catches a remora, he's on top of the, the moon. And I can't stand the dang things. I want him, don't want him in the boat. But, you know, you have to, and then once I realize, like, Like, this little tiny, whatever it is, fish, is the biggest fish they've ever caught. And don't ruin that first fish for them, you know? So that, like, realizing and really embracing that and, like, enjoying it with them has been the main thing. And then um, the other thing is just, like, teaching. Teaching people. And I feel like, as a female captain, people know they're booking with a female and a lot of a lot of guys i get i get a lot of families but a lot of the guys i get um they book because they feel more comfortable asking questions than they would with a male and i've had people tell me that and so that's another thing like really just being a teacher like telling them why we're doing this exactly like how this works you know and just breaking everything down because it's one thing just to tell them, hey, drop it down, reel it up, three cranks, wait, 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 okay, now reel. But if I explain the whole process to them, it makes it easier. And then, oh, that's that's why, okay, that makes sense. Um, and just it's really just embracing those two things has been, like, what I didn't expect to be cool about guiding.
0: Yeah, that's really special. I have not heard your the first... I have not heard it been put that way, like making sure that you, you know, it's their first, it's their first maybe fish or species or biggest fish and just embracing that special moment for their moment and no no preconceived notions of your own. Just it's their moment. Special. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they're paying for an experience, you know, I mean, they want to catch a big fish, but yeah not all the time you catch big fish, you know, not all the time you have a full board. So as long as they have a good time, they get what they paid for. And that's, that's what I can guarantee.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. I like that. Um, you mentioned, um, that you were going to get another boat, an offshore boat. Are you going to have two boats or just, yeah. A different boat? Okay.
1: Um, Yeah, I want to get something because I take my bay boat in the in the Gulf. But, um, you know, there's a lot of days, especially this year was awful for seas and winds. There's a lot of days I can't go out there. So I just want to have both.
0: That's really exciting. That's a huge accomplishment. Dose boating.
2: (laughs) That's right. The beginning of a fleet. I love it. That's a right, the you know,
1: about visualizations, I have a whole fleet that I have visualized. Do
2: you? <laughs> I want
1: yeah,
0: where are you, where do you want to grow your business? And, like, I, it, you even mentioned that you're doing another thing with someone else, where you're doing, like, tours, so you're even, you're just all over the place a little bit with your program.
2: Yeah,
1: Um. yeah, so the other is called Everything But Fish, funny enough, side note, if you want to fish, we have that, too. But um, and it kind of does like wakeboarding, tubing, crab island, that that type of thing. Um, but yeah, the goal, the overall goal is to have the whole fleet. You know, a sport fisher a skiff, big center console bay boat, Damn. offshore boat. The whole like, but the so that's that's the I guess the small big goal. The big big goal awesome. is to have all female captains on those running those boats.
0: Oh, I love this. Do you see this? This is the goosebumps. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> I
1: love and I that. know starting out, it might not be that. The second boat's going to have a male captain the first year. But um, but that's the big, big goal. And I've been talking to people about how to accomplish it. And we've, we've got some good ideas. So it's just a matter of putting them into play. And
0: This is 100% accomplishable, obviously. I know you know that, but you don't need me to tell you that. But... That is incredible. I love this. I love what you're doing. I think that you alone are just so much fun. I real, I've just, I'm really bummed. I've like missed out on you. Like most of my life that you've just been this girl on social media, mm-hmm. but that's something that we are blessed with having a podcast. We get to kind of like sit you guys down and spend some really special quality time. And you're not just a stranger anymore. So it's really special. And I love your goals and all your things. Oh, my gosh. Your daughter, she's going to be running running a sport fish boat. I heard her see it.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and side note, um, you have to take me stone crabbing.
0: I got you, girl. I got you. Say it.
1: I got you. We're, co- we're committing right now. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm coming I, down.
0: I will 100% take you. I'm concerned that you may not have the time to do this, but – You have from October to May, so it's plenty
1: of time. So you'd pick a time. Oh, that's plenty of time. That's literally my downtime.
0: Perfect. Well, shit, perfect. You are welcome. (laughs) I I have like a set schedule, but I can divert from my pulling schedule just because I let the trap soak for a certain amount of time. But I know that you were really interested in that and honestly. Yeah, yeah. I I would love to bring you. We have, Mariah and I have way too much fun. It's always dangerous. It's always hectic. There's always something (laughs) happening. And it is just, we eat it up. I love it. (laughs) I love it.
1: That's it. That's life on the water in a nutshell. (laughs) I know.
0: And I'll I'll even, I will even sweeten the deal and allow you, I don't allow a lot of this. So this will be, I'm sweetening the deal here. But I will let you bring your fly rod and we will fish for triple tail.
2: I'm really say what? Okay. Trying to butter you up.
1: That I'm (laughs) telling you, I didn't even need all that, but I will
2: not say no. (laughs) This offer is primo. Primo offer. She doesn't fish with anybody. <laughs> I mean, look, primo the offer. On, right? yes. The record
1: button is on, right? Yes. Record button is on. All right, it's on. It's recorded, done deal. Oh my god! Don't freak me out like that. I just double checked. Like, oh I'm glad you just checked.
2: <laughs> all of her anxiety was just, just like just escalating through the roof. Just was on. Yeah, I u- usually like
0: stone crabbing is so hectic that. We bring like maybe one rod but it's just like spinning tackle and sometimes if it's not so crazy mariah will bring her fly rod but it's usually one of those things where we're just trying to defeat death it's like it's like uh, what's that movie final destination that one it's like
1: we're so just... how does it go so is it is are they not in the bay where do you put these traps?
0: Well, it's just it's just my boat.
1: Rice <laughs> is <this> so dangerous. <laughs> just- oh, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, touche. That's all
0: right. prize Raya. dying. She's like, I know, I know all
1: about little boats and big water. <laughs> it's
0: just that's the issue. It's in the intercoastal, but my boat is a sixteen foot Carolina skiff. So she's just everything is so grande. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I you have them. You have the crappy weather. Yeah, we have bad Then weather. you have giant boat wakes yeah. to add on to the oh. to the mix so just a lot of factors going on it's that's awesome. exciting and lots of bilge pumping, <laughs> <a> bilge pumping. <laughs> lots you know,
1: of... funny i did hear you talking about a giant bilge pump on that boat on yeah. the previous podcast yeah. and that's saying hey, i'm with it <laughs>
0: <laughs> it does it has like a center console bilge pump on there like it's like a rule 2000 right. or something i don't even know it's the biggest one but yeah it's just it's just a lot of the factors that make it a little hectic the wind is it's it's during like the windiest time of the year so it's like you might get like one weekend here or there and I don't usually say like oh we won't go no it's like okay how are we going to make this happen because I'm not not going
1: (laughs) you've got your schedule you gotta you gotta get them yeah, I know, I I see my buddy Bill, he gets his blue crabs, old fella uh, He's the sweet guy, he's got a Carolina skip too, it might be 16 foot actually what? And I see him at the ramp all the time And he's like, I don't care anymore, I just put my my little He's got his little bibs on with his boots and I'm like, Bill, you were out there, is blowing 30 today You went in the bay, it's in the, our bay gets nasty if it's a north wind and it's over 20 And he's like, I don't care anymore. I just go get him. I was like, I "I love it.
0: I feel Bill on this. I am very much going to be this old person who is just like, will put on all the gear, head to toe, and just be like, just I'm gonna just ride out. I'm just gonna take it. Just ride out. To my
1: thing. Biggie. you got the bilge pump, so you're good. Yeah, exactly. Well, you don't mind getting wet.
0: No, no, we're. Oh yeah, you're soaked. There's no. Yeah, this is like a. I'm. I'm. I'm making it sound way messier than it is. We have plenty. of... We do have days where it's like beautiful, and we can just wear regular fishing clothes. Right. But usually, <laughs> it's not well,
2: funny. if it's if it's other than Christine and I. All of a sudden, we have a third person. And it's beautiful out. I'm like, what? Can I just get a nice time out with Christina? <laughs> that is
0: true. That is true. We've, I've, like, hyped this up to people, and then they come with the two of us, and it's a beautiful day. I'm like, we have never had a day like this in, like, years pulling crab traps. It, the, there will be days that are nice, but it's not on pull trap day. You know, it's the weekend before we need to pull the trap or whatever. But –
1: yeah, it just. How long do you let them soak? Am I getting too much into the No, so no, I'm you interested. can ask me
0: anything. We actually did like a whole episode where I talked a lot about this, but um, it, I I let them soak for two weeks. Uh, some I think commercial guys obviously they do a much they do it much less. I think it's like even less than a week, maybe a week. Some people do three weeks, but we I do two weeks. It's just gets too expensive for me. Almost after that, it's like just hard to. A afford <laughs> bait and just I'm just a simple guy <laughs> with my little baits <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no I hear you I mean they, yeah the commercial guys I mean they've got them I don't know how yeah. you guys do but out here I mean he's got stringers everywhere so it's like every day he's hitting a different area but it's every three days or whatever and yeah so yeah but I know there's I always hear there's triple tail on those stone crab. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. We are so fortunate where we are. There's a lot of recreational people and they don't really I don't feel like I ever see anyone pull their traps. I don't know when these people are doing it or how it works for them. But there's like a couple commercial people. But for the most part, it's not a very it is a popular area. But in the like what you're talking about, it's not that popular. It's not like the wet like the Gulf. It's not like that near me. We're just
1: okay. Like, yeah. Okay,
0: but there is like from our inlet south. If you were to like, anyway, people start at like the, a bridge that's right near the inlet, and then they go south, and the whole line of the intercoastal will be traps. So it's a lot, but I like it because then there's more opportunity I for triple you. tail.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I have never I've never caught a. Legal triple tail. So I've only caught little, little juvenile ones. We don't get them up here unless a big storm comes in and it blows some stuff in. I've had some clients catch legal sized ones and very, very rarely though. So it's one of my top fish. And I don't even care to keep them. You know, I'll just like to catch one. Me too.
0: <laughs> Me too. We, we. But I do
1: hear they're good to eat. I...
0: Yes. I think it was last year I killed one. Was It It was last year, right, Mariah? That big one?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was It was that one, yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, I only... I've caught a lot... Not a lot. I've caught a fair amount that are legal, but I don't ever keep them. But I caught one that was really big last year, and I was like, this, this is coming home. Like, it was in a 65 Yeti. Yeah. And the tail... It didn't fit all the way in it. So she was grande. <laughs> yeah. I was stoked. Wow. I was like... Uh, so happy i was like screaming Uh, yeah all the feelings and i'm just i'm a very loud yeah
2: those fish are amazing yeah
0: it was great
2: it was i think it was the best day of my life just watching
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. we worked so hard for that fish too we had i think all there was three of us on the boat that day it was like me mariah and another friend It was a girl so it was like all it was just girl power day we pulled traps it was beautiful we saw this fish we i was like i saw him like from across in i was like oh my gosh grande i can see him and i can't see anything so you know it's good when i can see it so um anyway we drove over tried to catch him we didn't i think we went and did something came back we tried for like hours (laughs) to catch this fish i was like i am not leaving (laughs) we will be here till dark (laughs) i was committed (laughs)
1: And you got it. See? We, we or You probably got her. Yeah. The I mean, girls.
0: Yeah. It was, a, it was a good day. So yeah, we'll try to replicate that when you That's come awesome. down.
1: I don't even care. Look, like, I catch a small one. I'd be happy. I'll probably be screaming like you were with small Especially on the fly. Forget about it.
0: Right? Mariah's caught a few on the fly. and Everything is like... more exciting right i'm just kidding gonna... everything
1: is more exciting on the fly like the little it could be a tiny little fish but when you catch them on the fly it's exciting oh
0: uh, it's so true yeah. it's so true
1: <laughs> i love it so i hard. love it so much uh, my husband caught my husband caught a mullet on the fly today have oh. you ever heard of that that was Phenomenal. I I did see that
0: I did see that on your Instagram and I almost commented but I was like no I'm gonna talk to her later tonight um but no I I have not caught one on fly but I have caught one snook fishing and he actually ate the lure like really the same way but I have never seen that b- prior to that and after this I've never seen that before
1: <laughs> no oh I've seen actually eight. one of my buddies catch one on fly. And this one ate it, too. He had him right in his right the lips. Out. Like, he was casting. There was actually two trout. We thought they were little rat reds, but they were, tr- and it would be in trout. And I was like, oh, they turned and went to the dock. And the next thing you know, he's like, oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay, I guess he got one. I must have missed him. And then, <laughs> yeah, it was a mullet, <laughs> mullet. Right in the lips. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah, like a grande one, too. Like, it was pretty pretty hefty. Yeah. <laughs>
2: i take that over a catfish. A mullet over a catfish? Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: heck, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. That, that's impressive. That's an impressive catch. Yeah. I've that's... only seen one of my buddies do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've never seen anyone else do it. When you posted that, honestly, I don't think I've seen anyone even – I've never seen another person really do that. I'm sure people have. I just haven't seen it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, I was like, gosh, I wish I knew how to get my clients on these because we see them all the time, and when the fish aren't biting, they're like, gosh, why aren't those biting? Oh, my and gosh. And I have to get on the whole line, the I... whole line of why they're not biting.
0: Tell us how annoying this is. I know. Is that what you're going to ask, Mariah? <laughs> oh,
1: they're just jumping everywhere. The fish are jumping everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I know. I told you they're here.
0: Mariah's <laughs> dying. Mariah's dying. It's
1: Sometimes so they difficult. just don't want to bite. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love it when they're, like, tailing. I'm like, I just want to harpoon you right now. Please, stop doing, stop pretending that you're a cool fish. (laughs) They're over there trickery.
1: You see a big, you see a big wake, a little push. I'm like, oh, what's that? Uh,
0: 40 pound mullet.
1: (laughs) They're massive. Yeah, massive mullets, too. Uh,
0: Please, please speak, Mariah. I know you have so much to say right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, I I was about to go on a mullet tangent.
1: <laughs> you should. <laughs> I,
2: I think I'll I save it for later. Saying,
1: hey, let's smoke that guy up. <gasps> my client was just telling me yesterday how he loves smoked mullet. I've, I've never tried it. I was like, that's a good one to smoke. I I don't think I've ever had mullet in my life.
0: I have. I have done this, What? You guys. Please
2: tell us. Tell I us, did this
0: in, please. like, high school. Um... Some, like a group of friends I had there, they were like obsessed with, well, boys are just weird. They eat everything, but they, a a friend of mine was like, got like the different kind of, the the mullet that you eat. That's like uh, in the Gulf. I, I don't know what mullet it is, but it's not the mullet I guess we have. Anyway, it was fine. I was impressed. I was like, well, that's my one and last time probably eating bait. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, I've
1: been told that like I know some people who say they're their favorite fish to eat we side um random fact we have a mullet festival here like what and they cook up those mullet like mullet like they cook up those mullet every which way
0: what we have got to go to this we have got
1: to go to this yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's an interesting time but you've been been.
2: But it is a thing but you didn't eat any mullet. But I never ate the mullet. Yeah, no.
1: I mean, it was like, it's more of one of those things um, that you go to spectate for me.
0: Yeah. So what I'm grabbing <laughs> here is if they served mullet in and Andros, she'd be like, yes, I will eat all of this.
1: <laughs> I would try it. I would try it. She would sure. 100% yeah. try
0: it. Yeah. She's like, these are I my would try people. It. But yeah, no, these, these. We I are-
1: would try it. I would try it. Now, in my older age, I would give it a shot
0: older age
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I don't blame you I think you should try it but yeah I think any of us it's a smoked fish I think like to me I've never had one or another that I was like whoa this was so different no it's just kind of always just been the same I'm like well okay I mean I think if you're willing to eat kingfish I feel like you should be willing to eat mullet I'm just gonna say <laughs> they're like giant mullet
2: exactly And
1: <laughs> I make a mean kingfish dip.
0: Perfect. I will send you my address. So the mullet has to be good.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that's the only way that you should eat kingfish right? is if it's in a dip. Like how <laughs> yeah, other what other, other coming, way? Yeah, I don't sure. know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta put that cream cheese in there. Like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's right. Oh, the whole whole slab. Oh my goodness, you're right.
1: <laughs> um well I, hey, think- I haven't made it in a couple years.
0: Um, well, this is good to know. Next time you kill a, a king, well, do you ever take people fishing?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we do. I mean, if they're biting good, like, you know, snapper season or whenever, um, yeah, we'll troll for them. I'm not a big troller though. I, I get impatient, you know, I mean, bottom fishing is just so much action compared to like, if the bite's not great, you know, but if the bite's good, yeah, I'll throw some live cigar minnows back there and slow troll because... Sure. They're awesome, again, for people who've never caught them. They're big. They scream. Teeth. You know, toothy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're yeah. fun. They're fun for pictures and stuff. But Yeah.
0: That's true. That's a good <laughs> not point. not my favorite
1: fish to target, no.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. And it, And I think the nice thing about the bottom fishing is, like, it's active fishing for these people. Like, here's your rod. Here's your yeah. station. And, like, this is what I need you to do. So it's really nice. It gives them, like, more power and control at that instead of just
2: driving around it's
1: easy <laughs> lots of action and you know how kings are like so many short bites true you know they rip that bait in half so many times and then you can't put a water drag on them or you'll rip their face out and you won't catch them so yeah it's it's not my favorite thing to target no I, but i understand. people like
2: them so i do every once in a while
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Ryan, did you have any questions for her
2: um not any questions but i do you want to say that Gabby I think you're really really cool and that's right I said Gabby because we're friends now I've already <laughs> decided that we're now official okay. um <laughs> official. but you're just a really positive person and I love how you like to plan like it gets me excited because I like to plan as well so it just it's really cool seeing that you have this future in mind and these goals and you're achieving them. Like so far you're like knocking them off and I can't wait to see this fleet that you're going to grow and all these captains out there and I'm going to be your friend and supporting you always. And I love it.
0: Yeah.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Kind words.
0: That's so nice. I'm really excited for you too. And anything we can ever do to like help support you or help with anything. We're 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 just two girls that like to fish, but if there's anything you ever need, obviously we are here as a, any as any resource.
1: Yeah. Uh, so so. I that three. I'm just a
2: girl that likes to fish too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are? <laughs> oh shit. That's what this is about. <laughs>
1: well yeah I mean it was great meeting you guys and hopefully we can do it face to face here in the near future that'd be cool
0: yes yes I agree and yeah Mariah if you want to ask her those magic magic words
2: okay so before I get into that can you please just shout out your businesses again uh your social media so people can find you we want to make sure you get all the supports out there
1: yeah um lady luck adventures is everything facebook instagram website lady Luck adventures um everything but fish is the other company and um that's about it that's me um find me on there obviously i'm in florist sportsman magazine but it's just you want to see me write she's a writer
2: yep but this-
1: <laughs> that's it though that's it for me
2: <laughs> oh All right, now I'm going to get into the the fun question of the day. And so we have our listeners leave us a five-star review and give us a rating, five stars. But we have a lot of these platforms that they can't leave a review on. So what we like to do to build a community, to have our listeners reach out and speak to us so we can listen, we have... Our guests pick an emoji of the day so our listeners can leave it. So will you please pick out the emoji for this episode?
1: Ooh, the emoji. Mmm. I'm super from Florida, but I'm going to go Bahamian flag.
0: (gasps) I love this. Uh, I'm I'm glad you did that. That's so perfect for you. I love this. I
1: love this. You, all you, right I love those colors too
0: gabby does no wrong
2: she's like teak no wrong i know
1: <laughs> she's, was just
2: put amazing. me on the spot with that one
1: yeah you can i couldn't choose the sunglass one i mean that was the first thought right. <laughs> Ooh, I,
0: you can think about it if you want you are allowed yeah Pick like your phone or think about it if you want we we do this to kind of everyone we kind of just like throw yeah. it at them
2: yeah, I kind of like watching yeah. you squirm a little bit like exactly. oh gotta pick emoji Mm. i'm going bahamian flag i like it
0: perfect i love it well it was very nice meeting you and thank you for giving us your time i know you're very very busy so we really appreciate this and i really hope i really do hope that you will come stone crabbing if there's plenty of time oh i will to may no excuses
1: my my word is bond Kind of what they say?
0: It's in the universe now.
2: <laughs> yeah, it
1: was nice meeting you guys too. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Thank you. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. <laughs>